We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy. Welcome to Light Years. I have sitting in for Andy Lou, who is halfway across the country, the globe. I'm not sure where he is right now, but he'll be back this weekend. I have a uh, friend of the show, Chris Biederman, most notably known for most of you for his coverage of the Niners on Candlestick Chronicles but also uh, the hated Sacramento Kings. Uh, Chris, how you doing? <laughs> I'm outstanding, man. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. It's, so it's like, what a what an interesting season. I mean, it, we'd be reminisced if we didn't talk about this off the top, but uh, tribute to Warriors assistant coach, Dan Milejevich. Um, it's kind of tough to watch, honestly. Like uh, yeah. we've talked about it on the pod all week. Uh, Warriors haven't played for nine days. I, I don't really know how to properly address uh, the entire subject. Uh, I think in general, the team did a good job of trying to pay respect to him the entire way through. And it was is pretty like I, I don't need to be a psychologist or something to to see like how much of an effect it had on every player there. Uh, right. It's just it's just one of those things like, you know, sometimes it's a reminder of like why sports exist because they're they're an ample distraction for maybe not even ample in this case, but they're just a distraction for the realities of of life. And they allow us to get away and have fun and sort of share a common goal. Um, that's that's, you know, not always something that happens in in everyday walks of life. So. Um, at least for the Warriors, they have they do have sort of an outlet and in actually playing basketball. And, um, you know, in a weird way, like when you have and this is not to downplay the, the loss or, or sure. anything like that. But like when you have so many people going through individual issues like the Warriors seem to have this year and then you deal with like actual humanity in a very real way like they have, um, you know, that provides perspective. And maybe that perspective is something that that this team actually needed, um, you know, not to again, not to downplay the tragedy 
um, and and trying to turn it into something else because it is nothing nothing other than a tragedy. But sometimes in life you need you need a dose of humanity and and that allows you to have better perspective and and maybe that's that'll give that'll give the warriors something that they've been lacking. Yeah, um, they talked about it pregame. They talked about it a little bit post game, just kind of trying to play the game the right way to honor Decky. Like, there's not much else to say. So like, we're gonna go win for him. Like, you can't really control that, and all sort of thing. What what you can do is just kind of uh, put the proverbial BS aside and just honor someone the way that it would matter to them, which is. We're just going to play hard. We're going to try to win uh, and the results will go the way they did. And at least for the worst tonight, you know, and, and Atlanta's a struggling team, but I thought it was a great game for the Warriors. I thought it was exactly what they needed coming off of that type of break. Uh, you know, they're not without their flaws, but you walk away with a 22 point win at the end of the night, players kind of get it going a little bit. And I think they're generally content that you know they they got past the first one that's the best way to put it yeah and you know you they knew they were going to have that moment pregame and mm -hmm. that has to have some sort of emotional toll and then you have to get past that and start playing basketball and and now they're sort of past that it's there's not going to be normalcy because there's nothing normal sure. about it but at least you get past that initial that initial hurdle that you have to deal with. And now, you know, you, you take, you take the next step in the, in the grieving process and, and continuing your season. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and just, you know, there's no easy way to make this transition. So I'm just going to do it bluntly, <laughs> but it's like, and they're two weeks away from the trade deadline. Uh, and you know, they're currently yeah. outside of the playoff picture and there's just so much going on. Uh, not that, everything needs to be resolved tonight but it was just like a reminder that you know you do have to get back to to work and everything else you're doing and i don't know it, it, i'm i'm glad they won because i really didn't want to have the conversation of them coming out after that kind of an emotionally fueled tough moment and then we have to discuss that they lost so right. yeah, we can start there you know from the from the podcaster perspective selfishly uh, at least we got that. Um, yeah. Pivoting to the game a little bit here. Story of the night's obviously Jonathan Kuminga. But overall, I thought it was a spirited effort, you know, that we can talk. We'll talk the whole way through it. Uh, but Jonathan Kuminga, 11 for 11, 25 points, nine rebounds, led the team both categories, tied in scoring uh, with Steph Curry. Uh, and 11 for 11 ties Chris Mullen for most most points without a missed field or most field goals made without a miss in Warriors history. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that like, you know, DeJounte Murray is kind of the star of the trade deadline, at least until a more famous player gets named. Uh, but it seems like he's kind of the player, the best player who's probably going to be moved in the next two weeks. Uh, and anytime those rumors come around, and the Warriors are mentioned. Kuminga is the name who gets mentioned on the other side for obvious reasons. He's the player teams would want from the Warriors. Uh, and I don't know. You watch a game like this tonight, it has to give you a little pause on anything like that because 
at times he just looks like a future star. There's no other way around it. Yeah, and and I mean the thing with Kaminga, it's like any young player, it's it's consistency, right? Like he it, it feels like he's just as just as viable, you know, at some point over you know, maybe tomorrow against Sacramento where you know he has a bad night and and is kind of um you know spacey on defense and not really running the offense as a connector or finishing or or whatever it is and then you remember oh yeah he's a 21 year old dude who's, who's still figuring it out um but yeah to your point like he absolutely would be the thing that you want if you're another team particularly if you have if you're on a different time frame if you're if you're a younger team looking for a big athletic wing um, to potentially add to to your long-term core, Kaminga is absolutely going to be that guy. The argument that I would make, and look, like, you know, I, at the risk of upsetting anybody who's who's watching this, I'm just, I, I just don't think there's any way the Warriors are going to win a title this year. I don't think there's any deal barring like getting Kevin Durant or Giannis suddenly demanding a trade that they're gonna that there's a move out there that can suddenly vault them into championship contention. So. You know, if I'm the Warriors, I'm kind of keeping my powder dry and considering what Jonathan Kaminga's value could be maybe over the summer or next year or the following summer if he does continue to develop. Because, you know, one thing we know about the NBA, at least in this era of the NBA, there's there's always going to be a disgruntled star down the line. And we don't know who that who that could be. You know, maybe Joel Embiid, like maybe the Sixers don't, don't win the title this year and oh, they're for sure happens. they're for sure gonna choke in the playoffs yeah. <laughs> so yeah so like maybe maybe the Sixers choke in the playoffs and then Joel Embiid becomes disenchanted with being a 76er well if you're the Warriors and you make a short-term move now to try to push all your chips in with a roster that like you know you're probably not winning the title anyway you know you don't want to miss out on that opportunity to get a bona fide megastar MVP type candidate if one of those guys does spring available. And I know well, that's obviously pie in the sky, but like that to me is the reason why you don't trade Jonathan Kaminga just yet, even aside from like what he potentially could be just if you keep him long term and what he could develop into. I guess my so I've I have two thoughts on that that take. And um they're in two different directions. One is how good do you think Kaminga can be? We discussed this one, I don't know, every other episode. So I haven't actually asked you, even though I'd like talk with you fairly frequently. So I'm just curious your perspective on him as a player. Like, I'm not asking you to like, you know, proclaim like he'll be Kawhi Leonard in two years or something like that. But like just watching him, like, where are you with him as a player? Consistency is a thing, right? But Mm -hmm. like the size, the athleticism, what he could be defensively, the positional versatility defensively, like being being Jalen and doing those things matters more than yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever be as polished offensively as Jalen Brown. Like, I don't know if he'll ever be that guy that you're like going to in you know in in crunch time in a playoff game offensively. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the the athleticism the body type that's kind of what I envision him potentially being and again like I don't think he's close to that like you're at least two or three years away from that so he absolutely does not align with the Steph Curry timeline unless he does make that leap sooner rather than later so yeah like you can you can keep him and hope he develops into that but I'm just I'm looking at like the big fish right like 
if you can get the the best way in my opinion to win another title because i don't think it's coming with this core like as is is to get another superstar at this point and so your your, and, your point your point is like let me let me back this up because we're watching the atlanta hawks we know dejounte murray's gonna get traded yeah. you don't think the adding dejounte who's a fine player a very good player but not a superstar right to uh the the steph clay draymond mix uh maybe rearranging you know getting a new forward that sort of thing you don't think it's that you think it has to come from like we're adding a star player and it's more about steph and that star and clay and draymond on the periphery type of thing yeah yeah like for me like maybe you get Dejounte murray and then maybe you become you know obviously a better a better version of what you are now and you know I think he he handles some of the the like he he handles some of the ball handling playmaking load that that you have with Chris Paul right now and then he obviously gives you a little bit more defensively and um you know you can allow Clay to to guard fewer of the you know more athletic wings right mm-hmm. um but I just don't know that like are you better than Denver are you better than Boston are you better than Philly are you better than Milwaukee like like maybe um, but I, I would, I don't know. I, I think if they're not there right now, I think they're, they're, and again, maybe like, it, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they do turn it around and they, and they become a championship contender again. It's just, it's just felt like it's been so long since they've had that form that you can feel like, no, they're just like one tiny tweak. It just feels like to me, like now just, just see if you can get these guys experience and then maybe some of these younger guys will have more trade value next year after they, after they get more time to develop. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable. And I I think the thing I keep coming back to is I, I don't see enough from the core players to indicate to me that they are a one player away in general. And more importantly, I see a lot from Kuminga. I really do. Like, he was the best player on the floor tonight. I, I mean, Steph was technically the best player on the floor just because the way the defense reacts to him. He's always going to get the respect of being the best player on the floor. And Draymond was probably the second best player for the Warriors tonight. We'll talk about Draymond a little later. But just in terms of intelligence, defensive acumen, everything he did, he was the second most impactful player. But beyond that, like, Kuminga was kind of the the star of the show here. Uh, in, in in every way that matters beyond scoring, you know, rebounded the ball, uh, the blocks and steals, just being disruptive, not a perfect defender, but a disruptive defender. Like all all that stuff, like it paints a picture of not a team that it's like, we have the core three and no one can help them. And it's more a picture of we have Steph Curry. Yeah. And Draymond is still a very capable glue piece and a very good one uh but gonna need to see it more than one game gonna need to see him not get suspended for an extended period of time before i'm fully trusting him and then just like you know clay isn't not what he once was wiggins i don't know what he is uh we can keep going down the line where where it's not about adding to the core it's more about like just adding talent in general yeah and but if the trade is you know, if it's Dejounte Murray for Chris Paul, his expiring and Wiggins, I don't know if that deal maybe works. a pick or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, something where you're not like 
trading yeah, one of the players I, we're talking about. Yeah. 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 My, my point on Kaminga is like, I'm only trading him if I know I'm getting a megastar. Whereas yeah. like, if you can make a move for, for somebody like Murray and all it costs you is Wiggins and Chris Paul's contract, then I would fully be on board for something like that. But it's just, I think Kaminga's ceiling is just so high that if you trade him now, you're selling low. And you could potentially get way more for him if you held on to him for another year. Or if he's that good, then you just keep him. And then you have, you know, potentially, uh, again, I don't... The guy don't, you always wanted, which was... Yeah, the, the guy you the always wanted. Piece, the young yeah. piece who's going to be the bridge to the next generation, right? That sort of thing. Uh, so I made it... I, I played this game on Sleeper Fantasy. And, you know, I like DeJounte Murray. I'm high on him. So I played the points and the assists pretty high, 34, 34 and a half. Didn't win on that one. I lied to myself that I was going to win, but I didn't. He, he hit 30 on there. So the, the, prop parlo- the prop fell right there. Steph also didn't hit my over on 28 and a half points. I knew Looney was going to give me the rebounds. I knew because Decky was his coach. There's no way Looney's not hitting that over. At least he did that. Ultimately, I didn't win, but it was fun to watch this one. You know, I got like 5.65 multiplier on three prop bets, which were good bets in general. You can't win them all. Sometimes how it goes. If I had to do it over again, maybe I wouldn't have bet the Steph over. Never bet Steph over when you're expecting the over. It always comes when you're not expecting it. That's probably the one that I kind of, regret a little bit i probably should have leaned into the loony and the sarge rebounding a little harder but you know we'll live either way sleeper makes it fun to play these games sleepers of fantasy sports plus real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world over 5 million active users use promo code light and you will get up to 100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use and details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Once again, Sleeper, promo code LIGHTYEARS. I thought it was a uh, B-minus game from our guy DeJounte Burry. The classic trade game, right? Where you're like, oh, he's hot. I want to see what he's about you've you know you've you've roster baited in your mind about how he's going to change your team for like two weeks you're sitting here going like that's all we need i i just need that mid-range pull up that little like hezzy step get in the lane and then we're back to a title then you watch him play and you realize okay he's not peak michael jordan and probably won't be the single reason things change i thought he played a good game i thought overall good but I guess my question for you is, and and you kind of dance around it a little bit uh, when we're talking about Kuminga. 27 years old, 6'5 point guard, at one point made all-defensive team, has been an all-star. How much do you like him for the Warriors, and how much are you willing to give up if you're the Warriors to get a player like that? I like him. Um, I do wonder if there are some of the same questions that would persist with Steph that they're that are there with him and Trey Young as a pairing. 
because um he's he's sort of he's a tweener in that like do you fully trust him to run an offense like you know like you do chris paul with the second unit or even with the starters or is he is he a guy who might be looking for a shot a little bit too much while you have steph curry on the floor right and, and i think there's probably a balance that he could find and and that's that's sort of the bet the warriors would be making on their culture if they if they were to get him but no i think i think he like the the chris adding chris paul makes sense from the standpoint of it allows steph curry to play off the ball and this would had a a similar element with the addition of more athleticism and defensive versatility which i think would be a good thing um i would do just like i would i would do a package that didn't include jonathan kaminga for him i would kaminga's kaminga's off the table for you yeah for murray he is um Willing to include a future pick, yeah, like a first. Um, Wiggins and and Chris Paul is expiring. I have no idea if like that's if, if that would be appealing to Atlanta. Um, but I I, I think Wiggins Same like goes Moody. Yeah, I mean I think Mo I think Moody could be good. I just don't know that Moody's ever going to be like an All Star type player. I think he's, you know, I don't know. Is he Danny Green? Is that is that Moses Moody ceiling? It's the like way he's a, that's, projecting right now. But that's yeah. it's a very useful player, but it's not somebody who should be off the table when it comes to getting a potential all star type or an all star type talent. Someone who's been an all star. Um, so yeah, like if it was Murray, it would be a pick. It would be Wiggins, and you know maybe the Chris Paul expiring, and and see where you can go from there. But again, like I and I, I saw some people in the chat saying it would. You know, obviously, I'm not saying that I would only trade kuminga for a star it would be a package involving kuminga and a bunch of other things it would you know like so um but yeah no for for murray i i think i would i I would hold on to kuminga i don't think murray's i think he's good i don't i just still like the idea of kuminga's development and what his value could be a year from now on the trade market versus um one of the things one of the things we never uh discuss is like um okay kuminga is playing really good right now uh would you rather trade him or a future 2028 pick and i say that from the perspective of uh steph's 35 years old he's gonna be 36 this season that pick aligns with i mean i think he's gonna age well but like we're getting into tom brady territory which is just like you shouldn't be projecting that he's still going to be God when he's 40. Right. Um, And you could make an argument that it's smarter to sell on someone like Kuminga right now when they are very hot, like, and you haven't paid him a contract. Someone else has to figure out, you know, it's very easy to love someone when they're a low paid player. It's a different story when, uh, they're making 35 million or whatever the hell he'll make post contract. Meanwhile, that pick might be the player you need to quote unquote start your rebuild because at some point it's going to happen. That is a pretty low percentage, though, right? Like if you were just doing the probabilities, like mm-hmm. what's the probability of that pick being your franchise savior for the next era of basketball? Sure. Um, and again, I, I I don't want people to think I think Kaminga is going to be like an MVP candidate, but I 
I look at sort of the philosophy with the Clippers trading Shea to OKC, right? Because that, <laughs> well, I mean, the Clippers are really good right now, and and Paul George is absolutely a part of that. But long term, it's like, man, you would you would rather have Shea entering his prime than Paul George on the back nine of his career, right? Fair. So yeah. that that's kind of that's kind kind of where I'm at with Kaminga. And again, like he's not anywhere close to that yet but he does have that upside and he's everything that the warriors have been lacking in terms of the athleticism the size um the ability to potentially play make on the wing like he's he he represents everything the warriors don't really have long term and that's why i'm just i think you would be selling really low if you traded him right now yeah that's it's kind of it's the okay. He's so he's not he's not that guy yet, but he's closer being that guy than this fictitious pick. Uh, yeah, you're worried about which. I mean, it's a fair it's a fair point. I'm sure the Warriors are going to leverage it right now. Uh, I don't know. It, it's I was ready to say I I'm I'm willing to trade him for Dejounte Murray pregame, and then he watched that sort of thing, <laughs> and I'm like. Well, I, that's what you want to see from play. You you want to see yeah. him make it tough for you. That's where I'm at with it. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Not not to make everything about trades, but like at the same time, this is all any Warrior fans can talk about for the next two weeks till we get past the trade deadline. So, yeah, fair. I mean the thing with the thing with the tw- the 28 pick too is like you know you you're kind of leaving that up to the lottery too. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, that you might have this the second or third best odds to get the number one pick, but you end up picking fifth. Sure. And then sure. In, a, yeah. in a bad draft, potentially, we, you know, who knows what the 2028 class will be like. So it's just, or a good, yeah, draft it's a tricky spot. Like a Marcus Smart, which is like fine, but you're not going to like right. cry for eternity because you missed right. a glue guy. Right. Yeah. And th- I mean, it speaks to just how difficult a spot the Warriors are in. Like they're an incredibly difficult spot. And this is why Bob Myers left. It was like weak. I don't weak know. Mo- I don't want to go down that road. That's just a weak move. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm. I guess I'm with you on that. <laughs> Professionally, I can respect it. He's just like not. I'm not going to be the one remembered for the bad times, but kind of weak. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Lightyear is sponsored by Under Armour. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything, and the Curry Elevens are specifically designed with ultimate bounce grip and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ballplayers are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes off the court. The Curry 11s. Lightyears is sponsored by Game Time. I don't know about you guys, but nothing is more frustrating to me than buying tickets online. Half the time, I'm worried I'm going to get ripped off and it's going to be a fake ticket. Uh, the other half, I'm just annoyed trying to figure out, like, is this the best price? That sort of thing. So the Game Time app allows you to buy tickets and see the view of your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices, show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check it out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. 
Take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code, promo code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I guess I want to, let's do this. I'm going to open it to callers and I'll let you get out of here, Chris. I really appreciate you coming through. Uh, Warriors play the Kings tomorrow. Let's say you're Mike Dunleavy. You know, you got two weeks till the trade deadline. What are you looking to see from this team to help you aid a decision about what direction you're going with in the next two weeks? So they got like, a handful of games, obviously the tragic passing of uh, Decky doesn't help these things. It only makes everything harder to figure out. What are you looking to see from this team to guide your decision? Uh, you want Draymond Green to play well um, and, you know, maintain composure and be, you know, be the defensive force and the connector on offense that he's been for so long when he's not acting out. Um, you want Jonathan Kaminga to continue to grow and evolve um, and look like a guy that uh, deserves to to be in your future plans in a serious way, right? Because either that means he's on your team contributing to winning or he's a huge asset that you could potentially move for for a, a current star who fits along the time the timeline with Steph Curry. Um, and you want Clay to to con- continue to be consistent and and shoot well. I mean, and not you know, like play within himself, not jack up crazy shots and, and all of those things. And and hopefully get Wiggins to snap out of whatever two-year-long funk he's been in. But I don't know that you can count on that at this point. <laughs> no, not at all. Um. All right. Peter, man, I appreciate you. No problem, man. I'll stick around if you want. Yeah, you can hang out. All right, Tashian, come up. Yo, what's going on, you guys? How's it going? Good. Just hanging in there. Appreciate you being able to use your mic, unlike Gio. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not a boomer, apparently, even though I've been working like the entire day since like nine. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. What you got for us? Uh, nothing much. I mean, we could talk about only this is the, like the first time in about a month in the that the Warriors decided to play with some pride. And it shouldn't take like or, extreme or just, circumstances or for them to. And it shouldn't have taken this type of extreme circumstances, but you know, that's for another time. I just want to, I think now is probably a good time to just like appreciate uh, Jackie for sure, because it's like, I, I think the best way to put it in like realistic terms is like we thought Looney was gone, dead in the water in. 2020 and 2021 and then he magically along with like you know Looney's hard work of course but he magically made Looney one of the best like top 10 centers in the league and for the past two years and I don't think it can be understated how much of a big man coach that he was whether it's maybe Jokic and but just to see him duplicate himself with like Looney it's like it's so much magic at this point. And like, I, I personally going to probably watch the DVR video and like how to see his legacy, Jackie's legacy and whatnot. But it's like, I, I am just amazed like how much he's 
try to prove not only Looney, but also try to get Trace Jackson as well to be such a high impact player as well. So, Decky, thank you for at least giving me some hope because Wiseman has taken all the hope that I had in my life. Oh, uh, we don't have to go there. <laughs> I appreciate you. No, I mean, I, I think it's uh, Looney's actually the greatest example of his impact as a coach. Uh, Looney was drafted as a small forward. He had like multiple hip surgeries. I wasn't going to say six, but that would just be an exaggeration. But it was more than two, which is more hip surgeries than a human should have. Uh, I thought he was going in a negative direction. Uh, Looney then figured out how to kind of like make himself like a functional rotation piece, but he was still kind of like the 10th, 11th man, the Warriors rotation, not an important piece. Decky turned him into one of the best rebounders in the NBA. No, no one's, you know, no one's going to confuse Looney for Joel Embiid or Jokic going for like 70 and, you know, all that silliness. But he went from kind of a fringe player who it was unclear how long his NBA career was going to run to like Looney's, Looney's a respectable NBA player. Everyone knows what you're getting with him. He's going to play defense. He's going to rebound the ball. He's gonna play a role for your team. Uh, I know he. I know he uh, torments the city of Sacramento. I was gonna uh, mention that, <laughs> but like you know, that, that's coaching one on one. Like taking a guy who's kind of on the periphery of the NBA and like you can do something. Yeah, like you know, I was gonna mention going into the playoff series last year, being here in Sacramento and being around so many Kings fans and. Kings media members was, you know, everyone's like, oh, Demonis Sabonis is going to destroy the Warriors. And I was like, I mean, maybe, but I, that, you know, the, the people here were acting like the Warriors had, or the, the Warriors had no answer for, for Sabonis. And I was like, Kevon Looney's like pretty good. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's good in the ways that the Warriors would need him to be good in that series. And he was even better than I thought he would be. And Sabonis was, you know, I think he led the NBA in rebounding last year. If not, he was, I know he was top two or three. Um, and Looney dominated him on the glass and dominated him defensively. And it was, uh, it, I thought it was a major reason the Warriors won that series. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, uh, it's never going to be flashy. He's never going to have the offensive skill of someone like Sabonis, never going to give you 25 points, uh, do, do some of the things a player like that can do. But like, he took Sabonis out of his game, which, yeah. is worth more than, you know, him being able to hit a couple shots would do, uh, which, you know, and that, that speaks to kind of Decky's impact. I'm going to keep moving. Yo. What's up, man? What's up? I mean, first off, you know, RIP Decky, like you mentioned, I, like, I don't think we win the ring without Decky. Like, I don't think Looney gets 22 rebounds game six against Memphis without him, right? So, uh, RIP Decky, a couple things. I've been on the, you know, fire curse trained for a very long time but today was a good reminder like he was the best coach to have for the situation right and you always forget coaching like a lot of his tactics and lineups but honestly I think a majority of coaching is like just managing personalities in life and dude like shout out to Kerr like I don't think any other coach would have been able to get us through this and all the players so yeah I know it's been a little bit of doomsday of Kerr but shout out to Kerr um to get on a brighter note, you know, Kaminga, great. Uh, one one offensive, like, comparison I want to throw out. And I, I'm not saying he's him, but today, like, I always thought, like, oh, can Kaminga be Kawhi? I know you guys mentioned Jalen Brown, but damn, today, 
he looked like Suns Charles Barkley in the post. You know, like Ooh. like Charles Barkley, like you know, kind of like goofy handle, like Kaminga, athletic but has finesse. And I was like, that one move where he kind of slowed down, faked, and then stepped through. I was like, that looks like Charles Barkley. So much ups to Kaminga. Um, love to see that. And lastly, um, I know the trade rumors are all crazy. I, I shout out to Chris. I, I don't think we can trade Kaminga for the low right now, but uh, would you? Both of you do it for Mikhail Bridges, like, and I'm talking about like, you know, it'd it'd be the home run, like, Kaminga, Moody, maybe Brandon, um, picks and everything galore. But I'm oh, very Brandon. I don't know how he's. I don't know how the brass see him. So just thoughts on that. Appreciate Ooh. the call, man. That's uh, these get painful. These get painful because he he threw it out there like Mikhail Bridges, Kuminga, ouch. Pajemski, the first rookie they've had in like a decade who can play. And then you're probably throwing picks on top of it because Mikel Bridges is a hell of a player. And quite frankly, they can demand the type of package for a player on like a team-friendly deal who is controlled for a couple more years. Do you do that if you're the worst? Are you winning the title with Mikel Bridges? Tough, are you getting man. to the are you getting to the Western Conference Finals? I do think you get the Western Conference Finals. I do think you have a very realistic shot at the Western Conference Finals. I mean, it's not a bad contract. No, it's a great con that, that's like part of the reason you have to give up so much for him is he's inked to a uh, below market deal, right? Like let's just be honest. Yeah. If he was on the free agent market, he would he would get a substantially larger contract than the one he signed. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, is he the – he's more of like the perfect third option than he is like what the Warriors need right now, which is yeah, someone better than Clay. Um, but he's a hell of a player. And I'm not sure any of the guys that we're listing in a trade are better than – will ever be better than him. Like it's a lot of uh, – you need to hit a home run for for any of those guys. Yeah, I think I feel like the same way about Bridges as I would um, Murray. I think he's it's it's a similar type. Like obviously he helps and he makes your team substantially better. Um, but I don't know. Am I am I like am I drinking too much Kaminga Kool Aid to to be like to think you're selling low? Because I think Kaminga's ceiling is higher than Bridges and higher than Murray's. Uh, but he's not going to hit it. Yeah, that's fair too. The, the, the odds that... Okay, so I can understand the logic of holding off for a bigger deal. I also understand your point, which is like you kind of only have one shot at this trade uh, and you need to yeah. hold everything on to someone that, with higher upside than the guys we're talking about. Uh just like and, and, honest, and that's if, and that, and that's like the tough that's the tough point that like you keep going back to because it's like I can get Dejounte Murray now if I'm willing to put it all on the table, but if you put it all on the table for him, are you really that much farther than you wanted to be? You know, I I mean my thing like I honestly think the Warriors' best shot at winning a title is when the, this next disgruntled super superstar becomes available. So like you know I don't know like if Giannis. It doesn't seem like it's going well in, in Milwaukee, just hypothetically. If Giannis sure. is like, I want out in the next year or two, and you have Kaminga send to 
whatever we think he could be. Like that's the guy the trade is centered around potentially. And mm-hmm. then you get the guy who can get help get Steph another championship. But maybe I'm maybe I'm just drinking too much Kaminga Kool-Aid. That that's entirely possible. But I think No, I mean that's that's the the reality of the Warriors issue. Uh, I'm gonna like cut it down to the core point. There's no obvious move. Uh, yeah. to your point we're not discussing trading Kuminga for Kevin Durant or Joel Embiid. Those are moves that only fringe lunatics would be like, no, we don't want to do that. You know, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, But at the same time, it's very unclear if someone like Kuminga will ever be as good as DeJounte Murray. You know, like we're not, we're not talking about, and I, and I don't mean to speak negatively of Kuminga because he played a great game tonight, but uh, this isn't uh, Wembenyama or Chet Holmgren where, like, the first time you watch him, you're like, oh, okay. You know, I know that's that's a dude. He's, like, the classic, like, I could see Kuminga becoming better than Jalen Brown in two years. I really could. I could also see him becoming the maddening wing prospect who's, like, good but just not that guy for eternity like they're sitting in that middle like it's very it could go any direction right it could be jalen brown or it could be andrew wiggins (laughs) exactly honestly yeah or harrison barnes right like exactly that's what i think where you're just like really like him but he's not that guy so yeah no it's i I, again i'm not that's just like my opinion i'm not Mm -hmm. pretending that i'm smarter than than anybody else. That's just my take on it. All right, McWalters. What's up, buddy? Yo, what's going on? Hey, you know, just hanging in there. Happy, uh, happy to be on the decky game. Uh, they needed to get beyond it. But how are you doing? Uh, you know, same same thing. I, I'm glad to see Warrior basketball again and no, you know, tragedies aside and whatnot. Um, you know, Decky was amazing. For the team and even though it didn't work out with Wiseman, i mean look we got an added bonus with looney that was even better than they could ever imagined um and you know just hats off to all the great work he did over um overseas in serbia and whatnot and um you know he'll be missed for sure but i i don't i don't know if you're necessarily selling low if you're selling kaminga right now i i I feel like this is the this this is the time you, you you've given him enough runway to, that someone will be intrigued now, right? Whereas maybe a month ago it's kind of like, eh, all right, well, I, I, now I'm taking all the risk here. Now it's like, well, hmm, you know, this guy this guy shows he can score, he can draw fouls, he can he can have nights like tonight. Um, and I don't think that's a reason for the Warriors to pivot at all. But it's like, what else do you have to attach to get in there, and what are you getting back, right? Like if I'm getting. Deontay Murray back. Okay, awesome. Now I've got another backcourt guy to go with Steph with all the other backcourt guys. We love guards, buddy. I know, but like (laughs) guards aren't helping us in the post. Guards aren't helping us get rebounds. Like, and everyone in the Discord wants to get Capella. Capella is not playable in the playoffs. Like, he's not helpful. (laughs) Like, we we run that guy off the we we made the book on how to run that guy off the court. Why would we want him? You know, you, you you need to ask for like you know DeAndre Hunter or another person to like come in there, especially if you're going to move Wiggins in the same deal, right? And it just I don't know. I don't. I, I just don't see the fits. I don't see us getting Bridges, and I don't see 
even if we did, we'd probably want Claxton as well, and they're not going to give us Claxton. You know, it's just it just seems like a mess. It, and then I kind of get back to the um, the other point from Chris, which is like maybe maybe the move is just to do it in the off season. <laughs> you know, you're you're not really going to make a huge push this season. You're not going to win anything this season. You're barely going to make the playoffs if you have a run in you this season. You know, it doesn't seem like that makes a whole lot of sense to do it, to do it now, you know, and that's coming from an optimist. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, I don't disagree with you. I don't think it's unfair to look at it from that lens. Yeah. And, and there's no, I mean, I, I, I could see it as one thing of like, Hey, we want to keep that $30 million slot with CP3s thing and we need to deal it. And the only way to deal it was Kaminga. But if you think Kaminga has actual value, then you know you, now you got to hope that someone values just him and you attach CP3 with him. And they just, I don't know, I just don't see it. Appreciate you, McWalters. Great one. End it with our guy, the drummer. What's up, man? Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure you guys would call on me since McWalters usually gets the gets the closing. But thank you. Um, I was just getting, I was getting wistful in like two different ways during that game. I mean, I was watching my kid on the monitor, like my eight month old during the opening decky ceremony and seeing his kids. I was like, ah, oh, geez. But then I got wistful when I saw the Wiggins, Kuminga, Draymond lineup in a, like a totally different way. I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I was hoping to see this at some point. And they had like a four minute, like, scoring drought but it's like too late now we're gonna trade one of them i'm just like ah, man i don't know oh it, it was fun it was a fun game i'm happy they won but it's probably too late on the season so that's kind of where i'm at that's fair would you uh would you trade kuminga no or are you okay you're, you're firmly in the nothing you're getting is changing the trajectory. I want it. I'd rather see what this guy has. Uh, nothing right now. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I want to, I want to see him finish up the season. I'd love to see him start again, but uh, they, you know, they're going to keep Wiggins out until they trade him. And then even if they don't trade him, they'll probably still be in the starting line. So I, the, the calls come from above showcase, showcase Wiggins. Oh, people need, uh, people need to see those two for 11. Uh, Seven point one rebound performance. He played better tonight. I have to say, he looked better out there. But yeah, no, he can't shoot for shit right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, appreciate you, man. Yeah, guys, have a good one. Have a good one, Peter. Man, I appreciate you hopping on. We'll yeah, end man. It here. Appreciate you having me. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. 
And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.